Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, preparing for success after the pandemic with Fleur Hull and Kim Koreljevic. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur. How are you going? Good, good. It's um, it's a good week. Yeah, I'm, I'm going well. And we've reached episode eight of the Career After COVID podcast. I'm pretty thrilled with that because I read somewhere that more than 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So I guess we're in the top 10%, Kim. It's amazing. I can't believe it. And I can't believe these weeks have flown by that quickly. I know. That's it's insane. actually been, it's been, re- been a really um, self-care sort of thing, hasn't it, to, to do this, to yeah. feel like we're at least putting this out every week. Yeah, it does. And it's good to have that kind of routine. It is. You know what I mean? Even though it's only an hour or whatever we're doing, but it is yeah. nice to know that there's something routine occurring. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. Um, so I thought um, I'd um, sort of put in a little bit of um, listener feedback. We've got, um, a, you know, we've got some nice positive feedback. A couple of people saying the podcast may be a little bit long for part yeah. time for, for people. So we'll try and keep it to around 30 minutes from now on. Absolutely. And uh, hopefully it's just as useful. Um, But today, on that note, we're going to talk about um, getting organised and being productive. Um, But first I thought we'd just, yeah, see what you're up to. How's everything going? Job hunt? Study? Um, Well, study, yeah. Like following on, I think, from one of our podcasts from a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at all those, um, you know, the higher education academic sector package. I did end up applying to one of those courses. So I'm now doing, I start next week, the Graduate Certificate of Forensic Psychology (coughs) at Curtin University. I know. And is that a $1,250 or a $2,500? $1,250 course. Oh. Usually it's $12,500. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, yeah, I was really happy. You know, it wasn't hard to, you know, apply, obviously. but um. Yeah, I was going to do something else, but then I was like, do you know this whole forensic psychology space is something I actually do in my own time out of interest anyway? So I just went, you know, I'm just going to have a crack at that. So, yeah, so it'll give me some paper. Yeah, well done, you. Hey, listen, don't um, downplay the fact that you got accepted. No, 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 no. I still would have gone through a process there just being funded. It's still... Exactly, you you're right. Qualified and, and beat out other candidates. That's that's true. I, I did have the meet the criteria they required. So yeah. And was it a simple through. process to apply? Did you just do it online? It was yeah, just through open universities. Um, just kind of looked like a giant, you know, um, survey monkey really. And um, they just wanted you know like the statement, you know, like why you want to do this course and all the rest of it. And yeah, it was it was pretty straightforward. There were a few little things I'm going to say, like you know, send us a copy of all your you know qualifications and your degree. And I'm like used to actually being able to send a link through Equals, but yes. um, yeah, and they didn't do that. And then my ID, I took a photo of my passport, but they needed a flatbed scanned copy of my passport, and I was like. Mm-hmm bloody hell like and I actually didn't even have one so it was just by chance that I was buying a new printer at home that I was able to do it so it was a little bit old-fashioned in a few areas like that but having said that you know pretty pretty easy really I mean not too hard at all but yeah 
So that's it's good. Really, that's really interesting. I don't want to digress too much, but this yeah. is the whole reason that I started getting into the blockchain space. Yeah. When I was at UTS, hmm. I did that pro- project around um, trying to reduce just the admin costs of admissions and hmm. how everyone has to come in with these certified by a pharmacist <laughs> copies of their qualifications or name. Ch- like it's just yeah. 1980s. It is. It was 100%. You need a flatbed scan. I'm going... I didn't even know people said flatbed scan anymore. I know. I mean, the only thing that would have been worse if they'd asked you to fax it in. Yeah, well, yeah. Or mail my originals in a um, registered post mailbag. Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Anyway, congratulations. Thank you very much, yeah. And so that goes through till December? It does. I mean, it looks like you could probably get through it quite rapidly. So there's two kind of, like, study sessions one that goes from, I think, June to, I don't know, August and then, you know, the September to December. Um, so, yeah, so two subjects per study session or whatever they're calling them. And they're not semesters there. I don't know what they are. But, um, yeah, so four subjects, knock it over, done. So Fantastic. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So well done. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if we're talking about things we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, I from last week's episode, Making Money, I've started advertising stuff here at home to sell. Well done. So hopefully next time I'll have a sale to um, yes. support. Yes, yes, good, good work. Oh, look at us. We're so action-oriented. We are. We're really we're good. I There's a few actions I was going to take last week and I... I started looking into them and got a bit sidetracked with other actions. So, you know, at least I was sidetracked by action. Yeah, good. <laughs> we are um, organised and productive, aren't we? We seem to be organised and productive, Fleur. <laughs> We're working at it. What an interesting what an interesting choice of words there you've made. <laughs> it's funny you should say that because today we're talking about organisation and productivity. Amazing, amazing. Um, so I've just written down a few of my favourite tips from things I've read um, and and heard and, and all of that. I mean, there's a million ideas out there and all it takes is a Google search to, uh, to find all of the tips. But one of the things I keep reading is, and I think particularly in the context of what we're going through, is that idea of just self-care first mm-hmm. so that... You know, you can put all that pressure on you yourself to be organised and get things done, but if you're not in a good space kind of just in yourself to begin with, so just that kind of taking, I know like we all want to get stuff done and taking time out from that is kind of anathema. It's like I said to you the other day, you know, I had a babysitter come in and help out the, with the kids so I could get more done Yeah, and just found myself kind of, you know, wondering what to do next and and you kindly said, hey, you know, it's okay just to take a moment to reflect and and, and relax. So um, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think you need to prepare yourself for it by being in a good space, mm. um, have sorted through, you know, what you can and and um, and and then get on to the, the business of being productive and, and getting things in order. So um the other thing I'm really big on is um, the whole sleep and morning routine, hmm. getting enough sleep, um, eating healthy. Um, that's, a, I guess, part of self-care. 
yeah. really, you know, that being in a good space where you, you're well slept and nourished. Mm. And my routine in the morning, I struggle to get this right every time, but once the kids are dropped at school, I'm really trying to force myself to do the hardest, most important thing first. There's a book called Eat That Frog. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. But this whole concept about like you've you've just got to eat the frog first. You've got to do the thing that the thing that you're really putting off that you really don't want to do. That's the hardest. Yeah. You've got to do that first. And it kind of lines up with another one of my really favorite books on this subject called When. I've probably spoken to you about When. I think so. When is by Daniel Pink. And it's about the scientific secrets of um, timing. Mm -hmm. So it's in a macro and a micro sense. So it's about, um, you know, how um, university graduates who graduate in a recession never make up, that they earn less for their whole career just because of when they graduated. Really? Uh, Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. So, um, but then also on a micro level in terms of the best time of day to do things. And we absolutely should not be checking our email until either before or after lunch, like just before when you get kind of pre-lunch slump, Uh not first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning is your best time for doing strategic and analytical work. It's proven by science. Really? That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, okay. And 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 whenever your start of your day is, so they're not saying get up at 5 a.m. Not everyone is going to be good and the most strategic if they get up at 5 a.m. If your wake-up time is at 10 a.m., when you sit down, you know, when you when you, you finished all your kind of morning stuff, getting ready and either turning up at the office or sitting down at your desk at home, do the most difficult strategic analytical frog task first okay and really spend the first two hours of your day doing that okay and writing it down two hours okay yeah this will be in the show notes anyway Um, no meetings ever in the morning okay great complete waste of time avoid meetings is really the tip but if you have to have a meeting yeah always organize them in the afternoon okay great arvo only yep um yeah and yes saying no to a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. did did these resonate with you have you have you what what are your tips um you've got your whiteboard you've got your yeah yeah yeah. like as you're going through that I'm looking at my stuff here um look I'm 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 a list person yeah so even if I just sit down in the morning with a coffee and have a list about what I want to achieve for that day. But, yeah, I have my whiteboard with the, you know, 10 to 12 things that are whirring around in my head. So, they might, you know, like whatever they are, they're up there. They could be work, whatever. And then um, I put a dot underneath each one to say I am going to work on these things today. So I, I kind of try and limit it to maybe four or five, like yeah. four maybe, um, because otherwise... I'm not going to achieve it. And then I get to tick them off. Um, I have, I'm really good early in the morning, like like you're saying, strategic thinking, taking yeah. in lots of info. I'm really good at that. During the day, I tend to do a little bit more of that kind of like busy work. 
And then I sort of hit my strides again in the afternoon. So, again, it makes sense that you're saying meetings in the afternoon. Um, and I'm quite happy to sit down at 7 or 8 o'clock at night and do some work as well. So um, I find for me the middle of the day, um, you know, and I don't just mean the 3 o'clock slump. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like I'm talking like, you know, could be like 11 till 3. You know, like I, I literally there's a four-hour part of the day for me that, yeah, I'm not at my best cognitive functioning and I, I'm not but. You know, I'm kind of like almost like the the dark hours of the day, early, early in the morning and late at night kind of work for me. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah. the list and definitely I find having that visual whiteboard and it's not all the details. It's just like, oh, here are these key things that are in my head because yeah. if, if I don't get them out of my head, they'll just whir around the background annoying me while I'm trying to focus on something else. So, yeah, yeah so Flo, they're my kind of things. But, I'm yeah, so I'm kind of resonating with a lot of what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I, I think part of the eat the frog theory as yeah. well about doing something big and important and difficult first thing is... Yeah, it's the satisfaction and confidence it gives you to get through the rest of your day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I, my, I totally get what you're saying about that middle of the day period mm. because I've always been an early luncher. Yeah, right. Sort of my first job after I got back, well, actually my all my job, well, my first two jobs out of uni, so working two years in Japan and then coming back and starting at a university, I had to plan my lunch break, you know, around other people who'd been there longer or whatever. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to, they would go like from 12 to 1. Yeah. And I didn't want to um, go at 1. Yeah. So I chose to go like at 11.15 or 11.30 and yeah. just do half an hour or three quarters of an hour. Mm -hmm. so I got into this early lunch thing. Yeah. So I find that I start sort of getting peckish. Mm. around 11 and thinking about eating yeah um the problem with that I guess in a, like it's particularly in a workplace situation is that you come back from lunch and you've still got five hours before <laughs> clock off time <laughs> see I did the opposite when I was quite young everyone would be going at 12 12 to 1 12 30 1 30 yeah. and I I was like look I'm the lowest in the pecking order so I'd go at 1 30 so by the time you're at one thirty, you come back at 2.30. Before you know it, it's 3 and you're like, this is, yeah. But yeah. Enough, I, I think some of the senior managers didn't like it. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know why you're not liking it because I'm still doing the same amount of work. But they were like, oh, you know, lunch is between 12 and 2. And I was like, oh. Yeah, I was in customer-facing sort yeah. of, particularly in that first university job. Mm. Someone had to be there to answer the phone, so it wasn't yeah. a case of like the whole office shut down from twelve mm. to one. It was someone yeah. it was, we had to tag team it. So mm. yeah, no, it's it's yeah. Anyway, that's just the habit I got into. But it, I think it does make more sense to have a later lunch to use that um, morning period when you're productive and really great, um, you know, strong cognition. Yes. And then when you've got the slump in the afternoon, you know, you, you come back from lunch and you've really just, it's its exciting to think you've only got two more hours or whatever till, till home time. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, of course we're working from home now and making our own schedules. And I, I, I know what you mean. Like I, I don't get so much done early in the morning. I went through a phase where I was getting up early and doing stuff, but um, 
I still have the kids waking me up in the night occasionally with nightmares. Yeah. And I just found those 5.30 starts were just killers. If I'd been woken up in the night, I'd, just, I'd be hopeless all day because I'd just be yeah. so overtired. So. Yeah, no sleep. Yeah. Um, another one I read is that whole 80-20 rule. Yeah. So that you're getting, you know, 80% of your output from, from um, 80% benefit from 20% of of what you're doing you know so so rather than focusing on the low um low return stuff focusing your energy on the stuff that's going to to put out the most results so whether it's in a client facing business you know working out who your who your most important clients are or working out which which of your task is going to add more value um that's good because it can, you can really get easily I mean, like everyone has like days at work where, you know, you just, yeah, you, you, you mess around in that busy time work, don't you? Oh, just sure. like little tasky things as opposed to, yeah, the big ticket stuff. But, um, yeah, and that sort of stuff that you should. Yeah, and I think, you know, as a, as a list um, maker as well, you can get caught up in, you know, you might have six little piddly tasks mm. and one big task. And so you get caught up thinking, oh, well, I'll feel really good if I tick off five of these six piddly tasks. Exactly. Yep. Instead of just one big task. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like you need extra check, like that whole reward system in your brain. Yeah. It's more reward with the checkbox system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I use an app. I use Todoist. Oh, I don't know. So like T O D O I S T. Oh yeah. yeah. I just find it means that I can then, if I'm away from home and thinking about what I need to do, um, I can check that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, I don't have a whiteboard. I could get one. You know. Love a whiteboard. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Queen of whiteboard. Yeah. Love yeah. It. No, I need one, and I need to to hang it up. Mm -mm. um touch things only one time was another really good tip oh what is that about <laughs> well just like if you're going to start something finish it oh okay right yeah good idea yep I like it yep so really commit um and say I'm not I'm not coming back to this I'm, I'm sending this off after today mm. you know mm. I'm, I'm submitting it or I'm I'm presenting it or whatever. Mm. See, I, I, I like that, but my only little counter to that is, like, I'm a real, I mean, multitasker, that's probably not the right bit, but I kind of need to have about three things on the go because yeah. I tend to get distracted and not bored, but, like, my brain needs to clean up and get fired up by something completely different and then I sort of, and then the, that's kind of whirring in the background. <laughs> so maybe it's not particularly healthy, my approach, but I do know. I'm, I, I'm exactly the same. Are you? Yeah. I, I, they, which is why this tip kind of, I, I thought it was worth something, mm -hmm. worth, it was something worth trying or, or, or kind of putting out there. Yeah. Because I wonder how much I, like efficiency I lose jumping between things. That's very true. Have you found your attention span waxes and wanes like over the years or have you got, have you noticed anything that particularly allows you to 
to pay attention to something for long periods? Um, no, I know my memory is getting a bit shot. But, well, <laughs> um, yeah, we're all in that boat. Yeah. I, I definitely found mine has decreased since. Your Since what? Your attention or your memory? Yeah, my attention. Yeah, my attention. Do you know, I, I, I actually do do a lot of those kind of memory word task games and things like that um, where you're really having to focus on uh, whether it's an online crossword or word stacks or all of those things that are meant to sort of train your brain to focus. Oh. So I actually do well, a lot. I, I do. I, we, we do the crossword. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like do you think that makes a difference? Because I think the science yeah. is still out. I actually do because then I actually find well, you would that know that's your area. Well, I, I do find that it, what it does too, I think it kind of generates better memory as well because you've got a, with the word games, more so I guess than a crossword, so kind of word games where you've got to find the words that fit that space and, you know, even like a Sudoku or something because yep. you're also trying to I guess you are in a crossword trying to generate memory but you know like with those games where you have to memorize four squares there it can only take in two over here and there's three at the end there so I can only have another one that's got eight letters that again you know like so you oh, yeah constantly got this strategy of memory in play while you're um trying to get these work these games out yeah you know, like sudoku that would be a good example of it i really like the sound of it because i think about yeah. it you know we we just don't do a lot of brain training once we finish no school, do we? that's it yeah so there's actually a lot of brain training games out there and i actually do find them to be actually really really helpful i find them frustrating too but you do find that you get really like damn it i'm gonna get this damn thing done that <laughs> you see yeah. you actually commit to actually going no i'm not gonna let this beat me so it does kind of force you to want to complete the task and focus on it so yeah I actually do think they're quite helpful yeah could you put a couple of um links to ones that you yeah, um, of course lose, yeah. use in the lose, yeah. in the um the the Facebook group that'd yeah, be great yeah. no I'll be right on to that yeah 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 that's because... a really good idea because I think yeah I mean everyone jokes about you sort of lose some brain cells after you have kids. <laughs> I definitely feel that that happened and also my attention span. I think it's, it's, it's we don't, I don't know whether it's, you know, actually a physiological thing or whether it's the fact that you, you're just juggling a lot more and having to think about other human beings, you know, like in a, in a very sort of on-the-spot way or whether it's, from, in my case, you know, I dropped from a very intense, full-on, full-time, more than full-time job mm. to sort of, you know, four days a week or other sort of part-time arrangements. So whether I sort of lost my rhythm, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I've, I've lost. Um, and, you know, I'm 45. Like, my brain should be, should be still all right. <laughs> Yes, it should. <laughs> I think there's also something I was listening to this um, oh, Mel Robbins again, who I really like. Oh, yes. She was talking about growth. Like, you know, when you get into that, oh, you know, I'm not doing enough or, you know, I'm in a slump or I need a new job. And, and she said, you know, it's because, and particularly at this point in time, there's a lack of growth. Like, you know, even going to a, 
art gallery, you learn something new or you see something new or you, you go somewhere and you see people doing something new or whatever. So you, there's this constant state of growth that we you go yes. through and that's really important to keep you inspired and the brains and all the cogs turning. So her thing to this particular person who was a um, uh, intensive care nurse during COVID in uh, New York City and um, I think this nurse was thinking, oh, she, she's, you know, stunted and needs a new job and she doesn't know if she wants to be a nurse anymore. And Mel Robbins was saying, you know, there's, you know, the whole hierarchy of needs that we exist on. And she yes. said maybe some of those hierarchies sort of, you know, aren't being fed and one in particular at the moment is that kind of growth and that sort of self-actualization because yes. you know, we're kind of limiting ourselves in how we can open ourselves up to inspiration and what have you. So, um yeah, so it's always good to look at those sorts of things. So, I, yeah, I think growth and engaging in new sights, sounds and words is always really good for, yeah, thinking, memory, everything. It just pushes your brain into training into itself to, you know, be its best, yeah. Oh, you've definitely motivated me there to um, yeah. if you could post some resources and I'm going to post some resources of books. Yeah on productivity and organisation and time management. There's a really great article in Entrepreneur magazine. Oh, yeah, cool. There's quite a few of my um, my favourite books in this space. Um, oh, I was trying to find the one that I really like. It's, it must be in my pile of books somewhere, but it's I think it's just called Time Management. Um, but it's links, I've talked about it before, I think, it links your values in, so you go really macro and think about what are your values and, and then from your values, sort of your, your goals and then your long-term goals and then creating short-term goals. I know it sounds very complicated, but it's it's giving context to time management rather than just yeah. saying you must do this today, mm. actually saying, well, hang on, where do I want to where do I want to be in five years? What am I going to do this year to get there? What am I going to do in the next three months, in this month, this week, mm. you know, to, to get there? So I'll post those um, yeah, on, the, uh, on the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. and we'll record another podcast next week. We'll be on to number nine, which is great. Oh, amazing. And uh, the Facebook group, we'll keep that running and, and Twitter posts as well. But um, great to talk to you, Kim. Have you got any more, anything to close with? Um, no, I'm just sort of, I think, you know, the whole point about productivity and what have you, I think this study I'm doing will definitely give me some structure a little bit of scaffolding and once I have that specific structure it'll probably be easier for that momentum of structure in other ways to fall around it as well had no skeleton getting a skeleton gonna put some fat on it (laughs) I'm so excited for you I can't wait to hear about it I hope you have time for the podcast yeah 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 I will yeah no we'll look I'll look forward to hearing about uh, your first week when we speak next week I can't wait it's gonna be good awesome Thanks, Kim. Great to talk to you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. See you later, Flo. Bye. Bye.